Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. You sound like Uncle Grandpa. Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> no problem, Freaky Geek. How is everybody today? Welcome to the Shadows of the Moon podcast with a little bit of chaos. Thank you so much for listening and coming out and hanging out today. Today is Wednesday, and you know what that means. It's UFOs and conspiracy theories. As always, I'd like to say a huge... As always, I'd like to say a huge thank you to my supporters. You all are the best. All your donations, of course, go back into the show to buy materials, books, and so on, and to bring you the best show that I can. And if you would like to support the show, you can do it a couple different ways. First off, sharing, liking, and telling your friends is a huge way to help out the show. Or you can head over to tippystream.com forward slash shadows of the moon or anchor.fm forward slash shadows of the moon or buymeacoffee.com forward slash shadows of the shadows, just shadows. <laughs> All links, of course, are in the show notes or at shadowsofthemoon.net. Today, we're talking about some UFO headlines. Plus, of course, we're going to check the UFO stalker to see how many UFOs have been seen this week. Then we're talking about the Allegash encounters and other encounters. So let's get this roller coaster started. Maybe. Press yeah, I'm, the I'm buttons. Having a little problems here with my chat. That's not what I wanted. There we go. What's that's going not, on? That's not what they wanted. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hello, Freaky Geek. Andy. Jesse. How you doing? Nicole. Christina. Christina. How you guys doing? Welcome. Oh, no, what the hell is going on? What's it doing? I can get the pop out chat to pop out, but I can't get it to move. It's stuck in there. There it goes. It's stucked? Yeah. That's not good. I gobbled it. <laughs> of course, technical difficulties. That's what this show is all about. <laughs> that's right. That's the first hour. That's Listen. right. Trying to figure out what's going on. Listening to us yell at the computers. <laughs> <laughs> we got a huge show today. Huge. Yes. Everybody, I hope you're awake because she is going to be long-winded. I am. I am. But it's pretty cool. It's one of my favorite shows, or one of my favorite stories, I should say. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Nicole. <laughs> Nicole says, technical difficulties mean special effects. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So how is everybody? You guys getting excited for the holidays? A paid day hey, off. Nicole, Nicole's, yeah, right. <laughs> Nicole's throwing snowballs at us. The heck, man. Where the hell is that at? On DLive, is it not coming through? I don't see it. You don't see it? 
I lost my mouse. There we go. Hate when that well, happens. Might be that little thing right there. Is it a, a penguin is throwing it or what? A snowman. Well, it's too goddamn tiny for me to see it. <laughs> so, yeah, we got a lot to go over today. That is for sure. Well, it's cold here. I can tell you that. It's only like 11 degrees. My computer says 22. Yeah, well, that's a lie. Remember, that's because it's so freaking hot in this room. <laughs> I just walked in from the freaking store. I know it ain't 22 out. Right. So, guys, let me tell you what's going on. Instead, of, uh, I had to switch domains. So, it's the, everything's at shadowsofthemoon.net now. Uh, I got to go through and, and change all the links and everything. What happened was, is I don't know if you guys have seen, but a lot of people have been, I don't know, something went on with GoDaddy. Now, I've used GoDaddy for quite a, years. Quite a long time. <laughs> yeah. Um, more than 10 years. Uh, I They're always my, you know, go-to place and everything. And for some reason, like... They had, I don't know if they had a security breach or what, but like everybody's websites. Um, hey, Flicka, how you doing? Oh, hell. Everybody's websites when it comes to GoDaddy, like they lost the entire, like I went to go reinstate my shadowsofthemoon.com, all my domains through, you know, re-up them and everything. And freaking... I they wanted me to buy my own domain for a thousand dollars. Like, I excuse me. <laughs> yeah, I, they, now when you first started, didn't you uh, get your domain for like ninety nine cents? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah, usually when, how it happens. When GoDaddy first came out, well, not not when they first came out, but when I first started using them. Well, yeah, better than a thousand dollars. Right. Well, you can sell your domains as well. So is is if you get popular enough to where you can go and sell your domains. But I'm not buying my own domain for a thousand dollars, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, that wouldn't make no sense. Right? So it's just nuts. Yes, Andy, that's still the same. That'll always be the same. That's my business account. I can't change that because there's a lot of steps to go through with that. <laughs> Yes, definitely, Nicole. But um, yeah, it's it's crazy. So I had to go ahead and get another domain, and I got it through because everything's through Wix now. Um, it's taken me a while to get there, but uh, everything's so through Wix, and it's just it's crazy. And then I go online and I see like, you know, even big names like Chris Fleming. You know who Chris is? He's the medium that was. Well, he's a medium that's on a lot of shows. But um, his his domain is gone. His website that he's had for years upon years is gone. Like, I was just like, okay, I'm not the only one. I thought, you know, maybe there's a glitch in the system. Then I see started seeing more and more and more people. And I'm like, oh, shit. And he says $1,000 for something that's already yours. Interesting scam. Eddie, I want $100 for your shirts. If you don't pay, I will cut off your service. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And I mean, GoDaddy has always been great with customer service if I've had problems. Like they've always, like I said, they were my go-to. But I'm just like, damn, okay. <laughs> I'm still not paying, you know, I love them to death, but I'm still not paying $1,000 for my own domain. <laughs> I'm sorry, this ATM's closed. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, so that's I. So I had to change everything, and oh, it's been crazy. Oh, and hopefully, you know, when uh, Shadows goes back to work, you can find some damn light bulbs for me, so I can have light in here. <laughs> no, you have to ask them because I don't. They, I'm not the keeper of the light bulbs. You can you find them. I'm not the maintenance person. You know, you you can find them. Because if oh, I, I know him, they, yes, I know where they are. They're gonna want to come in and do it. He's gonna want no. Just give me the freaking light bulbs. Ask Jason. Jason knows you can do it. Why can't I run a scam, Nicole? Big companies do it all the time, and it's <laughs> okay so for true. them. <laughs> I know he does look good in the dark, right? Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> in his little cave over there. That's right. All right, so shall we get started? Because we know what you're all here. You're not here to talk to us. You're here for the stories and the encounters, right? Are you here? I should have taken a nap. (laughs) (laughs) So let's head on over (laughs) to UFO Stalker. And this week, where the hell it? Where to go? So, in the last week, there has been 57 sightings. That's up 24%. Last month, there was 360 sightings of UFOs. That's up 4%. And within the last year, there's been 5,212 sightings. That's up 0%. Hello, Mama Cass. Welcome, welcome. Oh, did you inform them that we actually had a, another earthquake? No, after the, after, uh, yeah, the show yesterday, we we're still, matter of fact, we were watching, what Pierogi the hell? Live. Yeah, we were watching Pierogi Live. Um, if you don't know who he is, he's the one that does all the scammers. He scams back scammers. Scammer. Yeah. Yeah, that's his channel. So me and Eddie, we're on like we are now, talking and chit-chatting, and all of a sudden, here comes an earthquake. Both of us kind of like just staring into our cameras, looking at each other like, is that really what we think it is? And then you could just feel the rumble get a little bit stronger, and we're like, yep, it is. Of course, Eddie was there, sitting there, uh, just stay seated, just stay seated. He's he's good at keeping me calm, because I'm just like, uh now, if the toilets are sloshing water out, now it's just I'm out the door. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gone. I'm gone. And but yeah, funny. they had a... Oh, go ahead. The only reason why I brought that up is because we just... I was talking to Andy and him about it in my show on Sunday. <laughs> well, we hadn't had a good one for a while. That's what's scary. It's like well, it's that a building. One, that one really wasn't that good either. I mean, it was good enough for us to feel it. Yeah, good enough to for us to go have a cigarette afterwards. Yes. <laughs> and look up, make sure the, the porch ceiling wasn't going to fall down or something. Yeah. Excuse me. But, um, yeah, so 
it was crazy yesterday. <laughs> so, all right, let's go ahead and get started. The first latest news, I guess. People are saying <coughs> that a rock formation on Mars looks like a crashed UFO, and it kind of does, and I'll go ahead and share that. Um, this came from... Uh, this came from 2006, but it's a subject, uh, just started getting being a subject in, of debate. Um, it came from the high-rise camera aboard NASA's Mars Reconnaissance or Orbiter. And what do you guys think? Let me go ahead and pull you guys up. Some, I need more monitors. That's what I need. Yeah, okay. You need to get a higher-paying job. <laughs> <laughs> right. Andy, I can't joke around with you today until after the story. <laughs> you can type. <laughs> All right. That looks like something fell and slid. Right? Almost like a plane crash, you know what I mean? Yeah, so what do you guys think? This is the picture, but they're saying it's a rock formation. That's odd. It is very odd. So is the two lines behind that rocks too, or? That's what they're saying. <laughs> Nicole's like a large worm. Well, I'm not going to Mars. If they got Mongolian <laughs> worms there, I am not going to Mars. There's no way. Define high-rise camera. Apparently, it's risen. It's high in the sky. <laughs> I don't well, know. Mama Cass says, uh, especially on such a barren, rocky area, it's a perfect shape, which doesn't fit that uh, with the landscape. And, and she's right. That just don't. I, it almost looks like a, a, a river. And, and the, the rock formations on both sides, like bank, the bank. Right. Has it got a swastika on top of it? I I don't think so. It looks like a triangle on top of it. Hold on. Well, it's not. Is that what you're talking about on top of that, Andy? Well, use your cursor to point over it. So that's where I thought he was talking about, but it almost looked like an arrow pointing up. It, see, it looks like a triangle to me. Maybe that was a UFO landing on the other UFO. Okay. Well, that has been interesting. Right? But yeah, so people are saying um, that it's definitely, they don't think it's definitely a, a rock formation, that it was, it's you know, it looks like something hit and slid. Right. So what do you guys think? Do you think it's a rock formation? They're saying it's canyons and, you know, But now, out of all this time, they're just now spotting this. No, it was like it, it was uh, brought to people's attention. Oh, oh! So now they figure, well, we better tell somebody, <laughs> right? So if that's the case, that they informed somebody, and now they're you know investigating it and talking about it, that means we only know half the truth. Maybe. <laughs> It's like an S turn 90 degrees to the right. I lost my Yahoo chat. What the hell? 
Why are you chatting in Yahoo? I'm not. I, you know I do the pull-up. You mean YouTube? That one, too. <laughs> Nicole brings up a good point. She's like, I don't know. It might be a meteor crash. That, well, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. It, it probably is still there. <laughs> Mama Cass. But, yeah, so, I don't know. Let's see. Let me see something real quick. So this is the original. I don't even know where it is on this. Holy hell. So this is the original picture. But as you can see. Now it looks like a road through the desert. I don't even know where it is. Is it that? No. And you brought up a good point, too. He says, uh, if they have now informed people about it, it's likely nothing. They would have done all their investigations long before telling the public. That is true. I don't even know where it is on this picture. <laughs> hey, Terry. So um, it's a lot smaller than what is what you think it is. But if you back out a little bit, Okay, hold on. Yeah. Well, no. Is that all the bigger you can make that picture? No, you said back out, so I... Well, I didn't mean a close-up. I meant just... Anyways, all right, stop right there. Okay. Do you see that line going through there? And how it goes up and around? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That looks like it would be running water. Like, Like it's too... Rivers or something meeting into one. Right. Yeah, there's, it definitely looks like, I mean, obviously, I don't know if it's wind. I don't know Mars. <laughs> Even Andy says it, uh, that looks like uh, flood markings. Right. Hey, KYG. Hey, KYG. How you doing, hon? Welcome back, Freaky Geek. Did you say hi to Terry? Oh, hi, Terry. I'm sorry. Hello, Terry. Welcome back, Freaky Geek. You know, Mama Cash, yeah, wind could have probably played a part in that, but that had to be some really, really strong winds. And yeah. for a very long time. So there you go. There's I don't I don't even know where that thing is. I don't know. It's hard to yeah, you can't. I don't know. I don't know. So, I don't know. What do you guys think? I think it's a cover-up. You think it's a (laughs) cover-up? Damn it. (laughs) Never know. So, next in our... If my computer decides to work. Maybe not. So, you know how, I, and I know you guys have seen all this UFO stuff about the Nimic and the, the um, Go Fast and the TikTok and all that. Well, it's weird because um, the guys, the pilots that chase these things, when they got close to it, they got radiation burns. 
Now, Lou Elizondo was talking about this. Um, you know, of course, it's, it says, I've got to be careful. I can't speak too spe specifically. But one might imagine that you get a report from a pilot who says, Lou, it's really weird. I was flying and got close to this thing and I came back home and it was like I got a sunburn. I was red for four days. And Lou, of course, was like, that's a sign of radiation burn, not, you know, not a sunburn. And he also uh, lost time. He said, the closer you get to one of these vehicles, the more you begin to experience space-time relative to the vehicle and environment. So crazy stuff coming out of that. So if, if you're losing time on something like that, are, are you like maybe going through a, a rip? Well, that's how I believe. My theory is that's how they get through. You know what I mean? What, uh, what I'm saying, hey, are, giggles? You, are you traveling in like a rip that they caused? Hey, giggles. Right. Right, it'd be like a draft in NASCAR. You know what I mean? Not a drift, a draft. I know. I, Did I, I say draft? I wasn't sure yeah, if I said well, draft. Yeah, kind of. You brought up NASCAR, <laughs> so I knew what you were talking about. Right. That's my take on it anyway. I think if you would be behind one of them. What the hell is going on? Both kind of freaky, don't you think? He said a rift or a veil. Kind of both. Oh, this is starting to piss me off. I'm sorry. Uh, well, YouTube chat just keeps disappearing. Um, because I mean, you think about the if it's not in. Hey, Shaz, how you doing, hon? How's it going, Shaz? Um, if it's going through its own. like warping or whatnot, who's to say you can't get sucked in there? And he said, wind don't leave quite the same pattern as water. We were discussing that, that what I talked about looked like a, a river running through there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yes. Uh, so it's kind of him and uh, Mama Cass um, talking back gotcha. and forth. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, you're a big boy. <laughs> Oh, Giggles, you, you too. Same to you, Giggles. Hey, Sophie. Hi, Sophie. Oh, well, we're sending love right back to you, hon. And I've been looking up that uh, third bridge and that, the massacre. That's looking pretty wild. I'm, I just started researching it, but it looks pretty awesome uh, all together, you know. But, uh, yeah, so these... I wish they would just, instead of dis disclosing everything, I mean, I want them to disclose everything, but I wish they wouldn't do it piece by piece. Just give us the freaking information and let us deal with it. You well, know, I and then I, but I'm on the other side too, because I'm like, there are a lot of people that don't think, that don't talk about shit like we do here. You know what I mean? They're still in the non, non-paranormal UFO cryptid people. Yeah, but Terry, it wasn't it wasn't the spaceship that that uh the spaceship <laughs> is the one that was causing the other guy to have radiation burn. 
<laughs> so the guy chasing the things is the one that stopped in Jamaica. Right. <laughs> Sophie, you have a great day, hon. Have an awesome day, Sophie. Other scientists told us the truth rather than their opinions. Hey, hey, watch that's how you say that, man. You'll get a strike mark for that. Opinions are not allowed. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, wait, that's only on my channel. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, but on a quick side note, um, this is how small of a world we actually live in. Missy started talking to somebody yesterday that has now lived in a hotel for, I think, about a week and a half, two weeks. Yeah. About Just that. to come to find out that they were pretty much neighbors living in New York. <laughs> like, usually if people say, where are you from in New York? I go between Rochester and Buffalo. Then I say, and she, she it was funny because she was just like, okay, whereabouts? And I'm like, Batavia, which is the next it's called a city, but it's not a city. Kind of way town. Yeah. And she's like, oh, okay. I know where Batavia is. And she told me where she was from. And I'm like, oh, then I can say the little minute town that I'm from. And you'll know what I'm talking about. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I know where that is. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. Now to further go deeper, come to find out when she was married to her first husband, they traveled, or no, they lived in PA, right? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, and so Shadows looks at her and says, oh, really? She says, uh, Eddie's from Erie, PA. She knew exactly where it was and told her that they used to travel there to do a pool tournament every year. Now, the funny part about that is, is years ago, when I was quite younger, my father owned a bar. So I'm wondering that that would be some shit if that was the bar that they actually played in. I know, right? That's what I was thinking when she said that. I'm like, it's wild. But I can't All right, remember. Nicole, hurry back. I can't remember the name of that bar, and we don't talk. So, <laughs> right. Um, like I said, me and Ted seen a red formation of lights in Scotland. I believe it. I believe it. Flicker, with you talking about that bull in the red hat on, remind me come Saturday to tell you a story about shadows. <laughs> My defense, I was very, very tired. <laughs> it's not even funny. Uh, you know what, Diggle? Uh, uh, I, I think, well, yes, this one is. This winter hasn't been, yes, uh, PA is Pennsylvania. Uh, this winter hasn't been that bad here. Uh, we definitely don't have the amount of snow we normally have. But I think living here is pretty equal to Erie, if, if not a little worse. Okay. Let's get on with your story. What do you, what do we got? I'm we're trying talking, to, I'm, we're talking I'm about PA, not New York. Oh, we that's true. Okay. We were comparing it to New York. <laughs> okay. So, and then our last thing is Pentagon announces new UFO investigation unit. Now, we know about ATIB and stuff like that. This is a new one now. The Department of Defense has officially announced its latest effort to get to the bottom of the UFO mystery. Known as the Airborne Obje Object Identification and Management Synchronized Synchronization Group. So A O I M S G. 
The new unit will serve as the successor to the U.S. Navy's Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force. According to the official release by the Department of Defense, it will synchronize efforts across the department and the broader U.S. US government to detect, identify, and attribute objects of interest to the Special Use Airspace, SUA, and to assess and migrate any associated threats. Now, my take on that is basically, okay, now you're caring. (laughs) Now, you know, now you're caring. Now the Department of Defense, I mean, yes, it's been brought into the attention, but how many years has UFOs been spotted in in airspace that nobody's supposed to fly in? And they were just like, "Eh, okay. Do you know what I mean? Right, right. I mean, we had UFOs over Washington, over the White House, and over the Pentagon. And they just hovered there, too, though, at one point. That was restricted airspace. How'd they get in? And they're just like, eh. (laughs) What'd you say? How'd they get in? That's right. You know, uh, a rhetorical question. Restricted airspace, well, how'd they get in there, you know? Right, right. That's not funny, Andy. (laughs) Andy's... And he's like, Eddie, next time you take Missy fishing, tie herring to her coat. Well, you know, Andy, we we don't even need to do that because sea lions like to chase the fish. Sneak up on her anyways. Yeah. (laughs) Andy says, uh, the Pentagon knew uh, UFO unit. Are they going to investigate what landed there on 9-11? Fastest I've ever known any kind of air crash cleaned up. And, And on that note, Andy, they never found debris. That's the weird part, but there was never any debris found, so they there, said. Yeah, there was never ever a mention of that. Nope. No debris was ever found uh, on that crash site. So now the old theory of was it actually a missile and, and not a plane? <laughs> Should I go show you guys my screensaver? Terry, that's funny. And Trump was building a wall to keep aliens out as if their spaceships couldn't fly over it. (laughs) (laughs) I've been waiting. Leave it to Terry to say that. I swear. Now see my screensaver? Eddie knows. Oh, it's the first time I've seen her so sad was yesterday. Hers not feel good. Hers got a red nose. Yeah, hers not feeling too good. No, her mama bullsick. Yeah. Hope they both get better, especially Christmas, like a couple of days away. I know. All right, let's get all these. Thank you, Mama Cass, for sharing my video, my YouTube. Thank all you. right, I know that's our granddaughter, Flicka. Yeah, her's the, her's the ball, but yeah, since she's been born, that's that's the. The most I've ever seen her upset. Yeah. Oh, I think. Yeah. She <laughs> passed Rudolph in that aspect. <laughs> but if it was a missile, would there not be debris from that? Yes, there would. But it would be easier to clean up the debris from a missile than it would be from an airplane. 
All right, are you ready? Are you ready for the Galagash story? Have has, has anybody heard it? First of all, you've heard part of it, I know, because I've talked to it, you about it. Well, yeah, I know about it. Yeah, pretty oh, damn cool. from from two days ago. <laughs> no, I talked to you before when I, I I've had that story for a while now. I never paid attention before because you weren't going to do a story on it. Now you did, you know. <laughs> Welcome back, Nicole. <laughs> Welcome back, Nicole. All right, so, yes, up in Maine. So imagine you're having reoccurring nightmares, you know, the same dream over and over. Now imagine that you find out your twin brother is having the same exact dream. And so is your friend your brother went to college with. And so is another friend who's living next door to you. That's four people having the same terrifying nightmares. Could be coincidence, right? Could be abduction too. Now let's say you're under hypnosis just to see what's going on with your subconscious. And during the session, you remember something that happened to you years ago. Something so traumatic that you, your memory said, nope, not remembering this, and you repressed it. And then your brother is hypnotized, right? And your two friends, and all four of you uncover memories of the same incident. Looking back, you can pin down exactly where it took place. You remember it so vividly, you know it has to be true. There's only one problem. What really happened to you is so horrific that no one believes you. In fact, you know, you're not sure if you believe it yourself. <laughs> so in 1980, a 28-year-old art dealer named Jim Weiner started having scary healthy pro health problems. Out of the blue, he'd had sudden chest pains, and the left side of his body would go numb. And then the symptoms got worse and weird. He started having reoccurring night terrors. He wakes up in the middle of the night, paralyzed, and sees something standing over him. Sometimes it feels like he's levitating off the bed. Other times, he just hears hypnotic noises. But that shadowy thing, that shadowy thing is always there. Now, Jim's had night terrors like this since he was a kid. His family used to joke and say his house was haunted. They even named the apparition Harry. But, you know, that went away as he got older. And he figures all these symptoms must be related, but he doesn't know how. So Jim is on the road a lot for work. So over the next few years, he sees specialists in different states. You know, he's gone to Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, Utah, California, and Texas. And all of them <laughs> say the same thing. They can't find any cause. Then finally, in 1983, he sees a neurologist, and he finds out that his chest pains are types of seizures. He's diagnosed with temper limbic 
epilepsy, or TLE for short, which appears to be caused by a head injury that he suffered like five years earlier. They can also cause hallucinations, out-of-body experiences, and feelings of unusual presence. So that must be what's going on, right? With these reoccurring nightmares? Jim do- Jim's doctor says no. Because these hallucinations... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hallucinations. Oh my God, really? Hallucinations? Thank you. Are associated <laughs> with the TLE are usually... They usually follow a pattern. Um... And they're the exact same thing every time. But Jim's experience each time is a little bit different. Also, he's been having these night terrors since childhood. Before he hit a head. <laughs> That's before okay. He, you can laugh. Before what? he hit his head? Yeah. Okay, because you said a head. And I'm like, what, do you got to go to the bathroom? Or? Probably because I was reading Freaky Geek. <laughs> he was oh. like, sorry, Shadow, I cracked up. So that's okay. You can laugh at me anytime. <laughs> so now this was with Jim, right? So in Jack's dream, his twin brother, there's also a strange fig- figure hovering above him. And it fits the same description as Jim's. Now, they do have like a... um it's vague, you know what I mean? They It has two arms, two legs, but it's about four or five feet tall. And the main difference is that in Jack's dream, he's in a white room full of hazy light standing against a wall. And on the other side of the room, he sees Jim and two of their other friends, Chuck and Charlie. They're just sitting there, almost like in a trance. And that's when the weird, this weird thing gets closer. It has big shiny eyes, no nose, and apparently no mouth either. But it has fingers and it's holding a sharp metal tool. And it's lifting up Jack's arm and it tries to stick something into his armpit. And then he wakes up in a cold sweat. And of course, obviously, absolutely terrified. Every time... Jack has this nightmare. Obviously, he's scared for days. I mean, that's a pretty wicked nightmare, if you ask me. But when he finds out his twin brother is having the same horrifying nightmares, neither of them know what to make of it. But if they're having them, what about Chuck and Charlie, since they're in the dreams, right? So Chuck Rock and Charlie Folds, they've all been friends with the twins since college, the early 70s. By 86, the four of them are in their 30s. They're all still close. Hi, hey, Shimmer Shoal. Shimmer Shoal? Shimmer Shoal. <laughs> hey, I have a lisp. I can't help it. <laughs> um, so, but they're all still close. Char- Charlie and Jim live in the same apartment building in Boston. And Chuck and Jack both live in rural Vermont, just a town away from each other. So out of curiosity, the twins asked Charlie and Chuck if they've been having any weird dreams lately. What do you think they said? Yes. Why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how I would answer it. Well, I guess I am. Why? Why do you ask? Why? 
<laughs> and, and how would you know this? You're right. <laughs> so this has to be more than a coincidence, right? I mean, four people, that's pretty weird. Well, yeah. Now, I, I can kind of see the twin brothers. Right, yeah. You know, because they always say uh, twins, usually identical, share that, that, that connection. But to have right. two other friends that don't even live near you are having the same dream, yeah, it's not coincidental. Right, yeah. So, Jim brings this up to his doctors. You know, can you imagine his doctor being like, you have four friends that are having the same dream? Well, you had three other friends that are yeah, four all together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sorry, my bad. It's all good. You're good. Thank You're you good. Thank you for sharing the video. Appreciate it. Um, so yeah, Jim brings this up to the, his doctors, you know, because you see if his epilepsy could explain why his friends are having their dreams too. But of course, that's a no, you know. Then a couple years later, in 1988, Jim reads a book called Communion by Whitley Stryber. Now, if you don't know who Whitley Stryber is, um, his book is based on the experiences um, where he lost time and had terrifying flashbacks. And when he had hypnosis, he had an alleged encounter with aliens. So in reading this, it kind of shakes loose an old memory, right? And if you you want to check out Whitley Stryber's book, I have a link in the show notes to his Amazon. Well, the book's on Amazon. So a few years before the four of them start having these nightmares, they went on a camping trip together. And something happened on that trip that none of them have, were able to make any sense out of. In August of 75, Jim, Jack, Jim and Jack were both uh, 23 and starting their careers as artists in Boston. Charlie was in college and Chuck had left school earlier and was living in a treehouse in Vermont. That summer, Chuck wanted to go camping at the Allagash Waterway, which is kind of made up like of, of lakes and streams up by the Appalachian Trail. He invited the others to join him, and they agreed. The first few days, the trip was pretty uneventful, you know, normal camping stuff. They went hiking, canoeing, explored in the woods. And then their fourth night there, on August 24th, just after sunset, the four friends were setting up their tents on a shore, and Jim saw a strange light in the sky. It was like a star but it was brighter than any star he could ever see or that he's ever seen. Thank, Thank you, Nicole. Nicole. Um, I can't type. I can't freaking see. He, he looked through his binoculars and realized it wasn't a star at all. It was some kind of glowing object, maybe 200 feet above the tree line. He watched it hover for a while and then suddenly, suddenly, blinked out and disappeared. So he just figured it was a helicopter or something. So he let it go until two nights later on August 26th, again, right after dusk. They canoed over 
to a different lake, set up campfire on the beach, and headed back out on the waterway for some night fishing. And as soon as they were out on the lake, they saw something in the sky. It was the same gloaming object Jim had seen a couple nights ago. Only this time, it was much closer. It was so bright, it almost looked like a miniature sun. The four of them sat there and watched it for a few minutes, just hovering over the trees, moving back and forth. It was totally silent. It couldn't be a weather balloon because it was way too bright for that, and it wasn't a helicopter either. It wasn't making any noise. After a while, Charlie decided to signal it with a flashlight just to see what would happen. Um, so he tapped out SOS and Morse code. And then the light started moving closer. So Chuck, which probably would do what I, you know, he did what I would do. He immediately drops his flashlight and starts rowing. They paddled back to shore as fast as they possibly could, but this aircraft kept gaining on them. By the time they reached the bank, it was directly above them, about 50 to 100 feet. And it and up close, it looked like nothing they've ever seen before. Then a beam of light came down out of the bottom over the canoe, and the next thing any of them remember is they're standing back on shore. They were standing there, and the object was flying back in the same direction it came from, and it got smaller and smaller, and then it blinked out Oof. of view. Poof! Now, none of them had any idea what just happened. They all had a gap in memory for the exact same time span, from the object hovering over them to them being back on shore. Something must have happened, but it was totally blank to them. Um, they only remembered being out on the lake for like 20 minutes, but the campfire they built was burnt to ashes. So it had to have been a couple of hours. Well, how now, big of a camp are you talking about though? A campfire? Well, you said it, the camp was burnt to ashes. So the how campfire. big? So like they oh, lit the, the campfire camp had burned out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought with that, I misheard it. I thought you meant their camp, and I'm like, well, how big was the camp that it burnt? I mean, it could have went down quickly. Right, right. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. But now you think after something like that, the four of them would be freaking out, right? I know I would be. Well, if you can't remember her, anything in the fires burn out, yeah, it start making you wonder how long were we gone. Right. But oddly, they were pretty calm, more dazed than anything, and completely exhausted. They sat down on the picnic table, tried to piece together what happened, but after a few minutes, they were just too tired to even keep their eyes open. And they fell asleep at the table. When they woke up the next morning, they still weren't... Jesus... I forgot about those noises. Thank you, Otter Rocks, for the follow over on D. How are you doing, Otter Rocks? That scared sure. the hell out of me. 
Thank God I'm not talking about creepy paranormal shit at night. (laughs) Yeah, right? So when they woke up the next morning, they still weren't panicking. So, I mean, what are they supposed to do? Tell (laughs) Tell the police that they were attacked by UFOs? Or a UFO? No problem out of rocks. No problem whatsoever. It's been a while since I streamed, so it's like, you know, I forget about the little noises. That, that little jump scare. Yeah. <laughs> Did it to myself, right? I set it up. <laughs> um, so they were all they all just were ready to pack up and keep going. Um, when they got to the next campsite, they did flag down a forest ranger and told him what they saw. He didn't believe a word of it, but they insisted they weren't joking. They weren't dreaming and they weren't drinking or on drugs. They saw this thing. So the ranger reported it to the main office and and it turned out that a few other campers had reported similar things in the past days. The radio dispatcher checked with the Air Force base near to see if they had any aircraft passing through recently, but they didn't. And there was no other explanation. So there was really nothing that they could do. When the four friends got back from the trip, they mentioned the weird flying object to their families. But again, no one believed that. And basically that was the end of it. And that's... um. Normally, how it went back in the day, right? Because nobody believed in UFOs or aliens. So you told somebody, and you were just passed off. You re- Did you read what Otterock said? Yeah, I was, I was. That's what I was, sorry, guys. That's what I was doing, reading. Oh, planes to the sky. I've never heard that. KY, thanks for coming in. Don't work too hard, all right? KYG, thank you so much for being here, hon. Hope you all are doing well over there. And uh, have a great day. I mean, you're going to work, but... And, And there was no pun intended for that. Have a good night. KY, don't work too hard. KY, you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just because Andy's in the room. <laughs> no, it had nothing to do with Andy. But it just kind of dawned on me, like, well, that, that really didn't sound right. <laughs> right. I mean, that, that would be wild, though, if they did use <laughs> planes as cover-up. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I mean, I can understand, I guess. The, the theory behind that, but I don't understand why when they know they can't be touched, they know that we know they're here. Right. So, and like I said, back in the day, that's what happens. You tell your story, nobody believes you, so you just, all right, go on with your business, right? So, 12 years later, when Jim, Jim read the book Communion, it jump-started this memory. Stryber, you know, in the book, claims that one night in 1985, he was woken up by strange noise coming from outside. Then he saw a small figure walking into his room and approaching his bed. He blacked out for a while, and the next thing he knew, he was in a strange grayish room 
white, grayish white room, sorry, sitting on a bench being examined by humanoid creatures. Now, at the time that this book came out, Stryber was a best-selling horror author. You know, he's got a lot of books out there, you know. Um, but he always complained, or always complained, always, <laughs> he always said that this was, this wasn't a fantasy book. This was a true story, you know, but back then most people still assumed it was fiction. And Jim might've dismissed it as fiction as well. If it didn't sound so close to what his dreams were or at least Jack's dreams were. You know what I mean? Right. See, this is why I said, you know, I, I, could, I, I can't type and talk to you at the same time because then I'm going to be typing everything that we're talking about right? in the chat box. <laughs> <laughs> they Terry. don't want them either, Terry. <laughs> that's, that's, that's why they're still here. Big booties and all, they still here. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so it just it just rang too similar to the nightmares he and his friends were having about you know being in the ship. And then Jim got thinking about that sudden jump in time between the object hovering over them and them being back on shore. You know, it's more or less like what happened during that gap and why could none of them remember it. At this point, Jim was still hoping there was a rational explanation for this. Lost time is a symptom of TLE, so he mentioned the Allagash incident to a psychiatrist. Talking about alien spaceships. That That's what my comment's about. Okay. <laughs> Um, so the camping trip happened 12 years before the brain injury that caused the TLE in the first place. So, so all even, this was, was before the brain injury. Right, right. So even, um, Jim's lost time was caused by an epileptic seizure. It wouldn't explain why it happened to three other peoples in the same exact moment or why all four of them were having the same reoccurring nightmares. There's no medical explanation for this. So Jim's psychiatrist referred him to another expert who specialized in UFO encounters. Is that the same psychiatrist now that uh, the old psychiatrists are going to see after hearing these stories? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is, um, hold on, I got to scroll back up. What That's did I say? Tempor temporal lymphic something i don't remember it was a weird it's name basically though. his heart is having seizures that well epileptic seizures not not Aethibin. well kind of yeah but no <laughs> it's basically right down the same line so may of 1988 jim drove to a ufo conference a few miles outside of boston as his psychiatrist recommended and there he met the keynote speaker, which was Raymond Fowler. Now, Fowler was the director of investigations for the Mutual 
UFO Network, or you guys know, MUFON. And he literally wrote the handbook on UFO sightings. If anyone could explain what was going on and with Jim and his friends, at least, even at least rule out the possibility, it would be Raymond Fowler. If this guy before the conference, uh, sorry, let me start that again. So before the conference, Jim flagged down Fowler and told him about what happened in Elagash. The, la- the lost time, the nightmares, the fact that the other three people on the trip were having the same exact dreams. Even Fowler had never seen anything like that. Having four witnesses to the same ex- abduction would be groundbreaking if it was an end up abduction. He obviously couldn't give Jim a straight answer, at least not yet. The only one who really knew what happened during that lost time was Jim himself. The truth was buried in his head somewhere and he had to get, he needed a hypnotherapist. Now, hypnosis has kind of fallen out of fever lately, but the popular idea in the 80s and 90s was that traumatic memories could be repressed as a defense mechanism. So the point of hypnotherapy is for you to be in a relaxed state where it's easier to call up those subconscious memories. Ray Fowler had been hypnotized himself in the past, and as you might have guessed, he uncovered memories of being abducted by aliens. He set up an appointment for Jim with his old hypnotherapist, Tony Constantino, and according to Fowler's book about this case, Here's what happened. Jim sat down in an easy chair. Tony puts on some relaxing music and he talks to him in two hypnotic state from there. Um, from there, Tony told him to go back to the night of the UFO sighting. And whatever they saw was an unidentified flying object. So that's where we're going to, that's what we're going to call it. Okay, because that's right now, that's what it is. So Jim was able to remember everything about that night, going out on the lake, seeing the light in the sky, the UFO hovering over them and shining down, what he described as a tube of light. And then his memory skipped to being back on the shore. Everything in between was still a total blank. And according to Tony, this meant Jim's conscious. His, con- you know, his conscious mind was still blocking this memory. So he tried a new tactic to get around the mental barriers. He told Jim, imagine sitting in front of a big screen TV with the word yes on one side and no on the other. He would ask a question and Jim would tell him which side of the screen lights up after answering some yes or no questions. And with this technology or this technique, the memory started flooding back all of a sudden, and Jim remembered everything. Are you ready for this? No, the question is, do you really want to remember it all? <laughs> yeah, well, too late now. But, right, but, but you know what I mean? I mean, you're going to get into a situation where there's a reason why your mind suppressed that. Right, right. All right, as soon as you're ready. But here, before wait, actually, there, there there's one one thing. 
have, have there been any other stories of UFO abductions where four or more people have been taken at one time? I've, I've looked for things and I can't find them. See, guys, that's um, what it, it kind of is, is like fucking with my head because uh, we, we've gone through stories and we've watched videos and take it easy, Terry. Right, Terry. Take care, there, Terry. Thanks for coming, hon. There'd be like four guys, you know, and they're out and out of nowhere. Only one's getting abducted. You know what I mean? Right. But, yeah. But the, uh, but the other three are knocked out cold with a memory loss, blah, blah, blah. But only one was abducted out of the four. So why is it now that these four ain't even, uh, you know, they all of a sudden, boom, all four of them are maybe been abducted. Right, right. Yeah, it's crazy. Definitely crazy, right? So, I mean, and who knows how many of that, I mean, look at how long they walked around, didn't realize that they were all having the same dream. I mean, who are you going to tell? Unless... Do you know what I mean? And what got it to the point for you to even approach your your twin brother and be like, you know, I've been having this dream. Well, Jack came to him and said, hey, I've been having this dream. And Jim was like, right, right. What would get you to that point to go to your brother and say, hey, look, you know, I've been having this weird dream. You know, what would get you to that point to, to go to him to be like, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just shooting the shit, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it'd be one of them dreams where it'd be like, all right, now, I've already blocked one of them. Yeah, I know. It's. I got him. Okay. Um. But, yeah, still pretty interesting, though. All right. So, let's talk about the conclusion. So, on the other end of the light, right... There was a room, three or four creatures like the ones he had seen in his dream were hovering over his brother Jack, moving his arm back and forth like they were examining him. Chuck and Charlie were sitting on the bench nearby, and up to now, Jim hadn't personally in his dream remembered anything about being in a strange room. Remember, that was Jack's dream. Um... (laughs) Andy's just too slow, Eddie. <laughs> but there's also a difference. I took the time I reported it. <laughs> All right, so. Um, so. The creatures were moving his arm back and forth. They were examining, and Chuck and Charlie were sitting on the bench nearby. And up to now, Jim hadn't personally remembered anything about being in a strange room with a bench or the other three being with him. But his brother Jack's nightmare was just like that, remember? Yeah. Since Jim Jim knew about his brother's nightmare, there is always a chance that he was unintentionally borrowing some of those details. But here's what it, where it really gets interesting, because Jim knew that his brother's dreams, he could clearly see the creature's face, but when Jim described the creature under hypnosis, he couldn't remember their faces at all. He actually said, quote, Jack remembers the faces and he even told me, but I don't remember anything in the mo- in that moment. I could only fight to concentrate on what was just right in front of me, 
end quote. Hurry back, Freaky. Don't you think under hypnosis, though, they they, they would uh, have a more detailed uh, memory of what it looked like? Well, because of that statement, though, it says that this implies that this was a distant memory of his own, not com- a composite detail like he borrowed it from Jack's memory. Right, right. From their stories uh, collaborated together. Right. And I, so I'm he, understanding that. So he might have not have seen the creature's faces. Welcome back, Mama. Welcome back. But I'm, I guess I'm kind of confused because if all four of them were abducted, if that's what it's going to be called, okay? Right. Then they would all have seen the same thing. Yeah, but remember, if you remember Jack's dream, he said until the creature came closer, he couldn't see their face either. Remember, Jack was the one being examined. So that means... He was right up and close and personal with the thing. They just didn't get as close to the other three. Right. Okay. So when Jim came out of hypnosis, he was shocked by what he uncovered. He had more questions now than he did in the beginning. But Tony told him not to go... Don't go digging for answers on his own. If he reads any UFO books, the details what he learned might seep into his own memories. And he also warned him not to tell the other three what happened during the session, because over the rest of 1989, Jack, Chuck, and Charlie would all separately undergo their own hypnosis. So he didn't want to, you know, contaminating a, a, a theory that might be possible where he can say, okay, this is, you know, what, what happened. This is what he said. I remember and that that can subconsciously sink into their mind. And now they're having the same memory as, as him. Right. Welcome back, Freaky. Instead of their own unique memory. Right. He wanted to get as much info on each of them as possible. So Jack was next to go, and his wife Mary came from, um, came with him for moral support. Like his brother Jack, um, like his brother Jack initially rem- didn't remember anything between the beam of light and being back on the beach, but once he got into a deeper hypnotic state, he started reliving the night vividly. And what he remembered was after the light came down over the canoe. They were somehow transported into a room full of ha- hazy white light. This part was just like his reoccurring nightmares. He was paralyzed, surrounded by creatures with big black eyes, and Jim, Chuck, and Charlie were sitting on a bench nearby. Then Jack remembered something new. The creatures poked him in the armpit with a m- metal tool, and they started moving his arm up and down, And that's the same thing his brother Jim described seeing during these sessions. So either Jim broke the vow of silence and both of them were lying, or the two of them were coming up with identical memories, completely independent of each other. What's even stranger is when Charlie comes in for his session a month later, he also uncovered the exact same memories. Charlie even described it in more visual detail. He said the room that was like a doctor's office with cabinet, you know, had full of medical equipment. There was a window next to the bench, and when he looked out, he could see the canoe on the lake down below. 
After doing some medical tests, the creatures took Charlie and his friends to different rooms. A hollow beam of light shot out below the floor, and one by one, they descended down it. <clears throat> Were Bobby and Bruce there, too? I know. <laughs> you know, it would have had to have taken years to collaborate a story. So concise, yeah. To be that four of you have the same vivid memory, but only one of you can remember exactly what the hell that face looked like. Right. So they couldn't well, have been... Uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to start reading some more, but go ahead. Oh, the, the, but so there's no way that, that they could have collaborated that story. Unless they did, and the one says, okay, I'm just going to give a detailed statement of what they look like. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So after this session, Tony um, wrote to Ray Fowler and told him that he fully believed that Charlie's recollection recollection was genuine and that the accounts from the all three men were very consistent. But before they could make a definite call, they both had to talk obviously the final witness which was Chuck Chuck was the last one to go and he was also the most difficulty had the most difficulty getting in Chuck Chuck is rough and t- a tumble outdoorsman who once lived in a treehouse so he's not exactly the usual hypnosis type eventually he did remember being aboard the UFO and a story matched with the other three had said but it seemed like he was reluctant to discuss it. Like there was still something holding his memory back. And then while he's describing the alien figure, he was asked whether he had seen those creatures before. And he said, yes. In my room when I was little. Chuck remembered a time when he was four or five years old and he woke up to a strange figure staring at him at the foot of his bed. It was just like the aliens from the ship in the Allegash encounter, except it was a little smaller. This happened several more times throughout his life, from childhood all the way to adulthood. This was a huge deal because in most cases of alleged alien abduction, the same people claim to be visited multiple times. And we've heard that. We've heard that in many stories. You know what I mean? Right. Andy says... uh... Eddie, but under hypnosis, would a person remember to tell an intricate lie? Now, here's I don't where, think so. I don't know. I really don't know how. But now here's where I, I got confused. And it, for some reason, it just kind of rattled my brain with reading what Andy said. Any other time you hear about abductions or this and that, they wipe their memory clean. Why didn't they wipe the memory of these four people clean? Some do, some don't. I mean, some have the ability, like when they wipe them clean, though, it's basically like suppressing them. Usually, what I'm understanding, the more and more that I've researched, is like our body, like they're still trying, kind of like they're still trying to perfect that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Nicole now says if, if, if they're being uh, hypnotized to tell a lie, 
Is that possible? Absolutely. Uh, if I, you, I don't know. I don't know about hypnosis that much. But I'm just saying, though, is if, if you can put something into somebody's mind so strong, kind of like you self-manifestate something. If you believe it right. that strongly under hypnosis, I'm sure there's a chance that you, you could say that lie. Right. You know what I mean? That, that's all I'm saying. Right. That's true, Nicole. <laughs> That is true, that the brain fills in the gaps. That's why we have false memories. Um, but I don't know how that works. I'm not a doctor of hypnosis, so exactly. I don't really, I don't, I don't know how that works. I mean, I'd really have to go in and research. I mean, it's interesting, definitely. Um, and maybe I will research it after, but I'm not. Now. Oh, bullshit, because then you're going to try to fucking hypnotize me every, all the time and. That Maybe would be amazing. So, all right. So, um, MIB was mind control technique using MUFON people to drag out their mental impl implant false memory. The only way I can see someone under hypnosis telling an intricate lie rather than truth. Yeah. And, and like Nicole just said, Brainwashing, brainwashing. Kind of thing being used no, in fair. War, you guys have will play tricks with someone's mind. So right. Both of them, I mean, are good theories. They and we'll call them theories because <laughs> we have no idea. That's right, freaky geek. I only think about playing a doctor on YouTube. <laughs> Missy in black. <laughs> So, Missy, all right, so Missy in Black is back. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, we've heard that that abductions when they first find out they've been abducted, um, like they can recall under hypnosis or other, just you know, because sometimes you know you you watch something on TV and a uh, memory triggers. Do you know what I mean? So, like. But we find a lot of people that have been abducted have been abducted since they were little. So Ray Fowler um, said <laughs> the childhood visitations were a strong sign that they were dealing with a real abduction. When Chuck woke up here, he barely believed it himself. But Chuck had read a, read a few books about alien abductions, including The Communion by Whitney Stryber. And the same book Jim read, that was, of course, the same read or book Jim read Lilila, before he started hypnosis. So he wasn't sure the memories he uncovered really happened or had imagined it based on the details of the book. And I like that because you, you really, you know, like, could it happen? That's what I'm but saying. There's, it's but there's something else that he couldn't explain away. Okay. Chuck's wife couldn't make it to the appointment that day, that day. So Jack's wife, Mary, went with him for support. And when Chuck started talking about his childhood experiences, Mary thought back to an old family story of Harry the Ghost. What the hell would that have to do with abduction? Because Jim had been having night terrors ever since he was a kid and his parents had blamed it on that poltergeist. Okay. All right. So Jim wasn't the only one who, hold on. I am. Wasn't, 
the only one who was seeing things. The whole family had this strange activity around their house. Doors, lock, door, you know, doors opening and locking and unlocking themselves. TV turning on and off, weird noises at night. And then remember, he said that the mom named him Harry the Ghost. Jack hadn't thought about that in years until Mary brought it up. But he also remembers seeing this monster in the middle of the night when he was little as well. So Ray Fowler reached out to Jim and Jack's mother, Jean, and she said, yeah, I remember Harry the ghost. In fact, Jean had seen the ghost for herself one night. She woke up in the white to see a white glowing figure at the end of her bed. Her husband woke up too, but they were both too stunned to move, which, hell yeah! <laughs> After um, a few uh, minutes... If I woke up and seen something fucking white and transparent standing at the foot of my bed, I don't think I would move either. Yeah, you get froze. You're frozen fear. After a few minutes, the figure walked out of the bedroom <laughs> door and disappeared. It was so real that they thought it was an actual intruder. But they searched the entire house and he was nowhere to be found. Now, Jean, she was a skeptic through and through. And although she didn't believe in flying saucers, she definitely didn't, and she definitely didn't believe her sons were abducted by aliens, but she knew what she saw that night, even if she couldn't explain it. So at this point, we have three family members who had been seeing the same nighttime visitor for decades, right? One friend who had a similar experience going all the way back to childhood. We have four total witnesses to the same UFO sighting, who all lost time for hours with no explanation, who have nightmares and had nightmares for decades, and who recalled details of the same shared experience under hypnosis. Not to mention a half a dozen people who seen or heard about the UFO 12 years ago when they talked to the ranger, including the forest ranger who took the reports and one professional hypnotherapist hypnotherapist who believes that they are telling the truth. Now, as icing on the cake, Jim, Jack, Chuck, and Charlie all took polygraph tests to prove they weren't lying about their memories, and they all passed. Okay. I mean, that's still an arguable debate, but I get it. I mean, as if all four of them are telling the truth about their own story, and they're they're all in cahoots with each other. It, it still kind of hits that strange area of they believe their story so much between the four of them that they're all going to come back positive. But the odds of that happening swim to none. So, it, it, right. but it still leaves that that one little area of gray of. Is it really possible that they believed a lie so much that it was true? Do right. you know what I mean? Right. That's all I was going to say. Right. Okay. Well, there's two theories. Either this was a massive hoax in the works for over a decade. Thank you, Nicole, for the diamond. Thank you. I appreciate that. We appreciate that. I told you, anytime um, she says I, she means we, so it, it's that's good. That's right. We all know this. <laughs> so 
So either this was a massive hoax in the works for over a decade, or the four friends from Algesh were really abducted by aliens. Now, not, we can't say either way. Right. So in 93, Ray Fowler compli- compiled his notes in the hypnosis sessions into a book called The Allegash Abductions. Jim, Jack, Chuck, and Charlie were a brief media sensation. They appeared on, like, the Joan Rivers show. They were profiled on an episode of Unsolved Mysteries, because Unsolved Mysteries was wicked cool back in the day. But understandably, not everyone was buying the alien abduction story. But what struck people the Freaky Geek, I'm sorry, because this is kind of interesting. Freaky Geek says, well, if they did not talk about their hypnosis sessions, don't that prove they are not in cahoots? No, that don't prove it. That's what I'm saying, is because they could have talked so long about what was going on before they got hypnotized. But when they are hit, they didn't know what happened at when they got beamed up, or even that they got beamed up until the hypnosis. So how can they believe that story? How are all four of them talking about the same dream before they got hypnotized? That was their dream. They didn't realize when they're having the dreams, honey, before everything happened, they were having the dreams and didn't realize that they had gotten abducted. Right. Until they got hypnotized. Does that make sense? No? Kind of. Maybe I'm not making sense, but... I'm not mad about it. I mean, I'm, maybe I'm just miss saying what what I'm trying to say. Okay. I mean, I well, understand what you're. I understand what you're saying. I and, and what freaky geek means with that question, I totally get it. I think my brain's just trying to work faster than what my mind, you know, what my mouth wants to. I, I can't find the right words. I hang around you too goddamn okay. much. What are you saying okay? What the hell is that supposed to mean? Nothing. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Freaky geek, I'll never be fucking rich. <laughs> <laughs> and it's that's the reason why we have no money. No. <laughs> I'll, I'll be rich at being poor my whole goddamn life. If if you think about lack, that's what you're going to draw is lack. Anyway. It's kind of hard to think more when your health won't let you. So not everyone, of course, was buying the alien abduction story. But what was struck people the most wasn't how bizarre it was, but how familiar it was. From the description of the aliens to the medical equipment to the flying saucer with a beam of light at the bottom every detail seemed to be like it was ripped from a sci-fi horror movie but to ufo researchers it isn't that simple in 1988 a folklorist named dr thomas bullard put together a study of over 300 ufo encounters all from all over the world what he found was that every report followed the same consistent narrative The abductees were taken aboard a UFO and examined it, and the aliens spoke to them telepathically. Sometimes they were given a tour of the ship, and then they were brought back home. If the abduction narrative sounds familiar to us now, it's because 
most pop culture depictions of aliens are drawn from these same abduction accounts. As for the abductees themselves, they might be more credible than you think. However, even if memories, if the memories the forefronts uncovered were false, that still doesn't address the shared dreams that started it all. How do you explain that? And more to the point, how do you explain the UFO sightings in Elgish in the first place? I don't know. Where the hell is Elgish? In Maine. In Maine. I should have known that because Andy said the abduction is in Maine earlier, right? Right at the beginning of the show. Right? (laughs) I know. Just tells you I paid attention, but I didn't pay attention. Am I hitting them? I don't know. I don't have my screen. You ain't even close. You ain't even close. (laughs) That just did not look right at all. Well, my bad. I mean, that's like me doing this. (laughs) I can't see you. (laughs) I see you. That's how I knew you didn't look good at all. (laughs) And it's like, because there was a UFO there? Right, give me a minute. I gotta use the restroom. Well, you're gonna well hurry up, man, because I got the rest of the story to do. Did he already leave, guys? <laughs> he must have. All right. Well, oh my god. Well, I well, that's true, Andy. You did say that. So how was your guys' day? <laughs> I don't want to I'm going to tell you know the rest of the story is coming up and now for the rest of the story I miss that show it's got to leave at this at most opportune times same here freaky geek it is better with the live huh <laughs> I missed you guys and I did see your comment yesterday. Hey, Anton, you preparing for quick Christmas? No, I'm not preparing. With my kids down in New York, uh, they get Amazon presents. <laughs> Amazon Santa brings some presents. To dump an old carpet? Does it have anybody wrapped up inside of it, Andy? MIB is back. Close. Close. MLB is back. That is my name. Melissa Lee Blackman. <laughs> See, maybe that's why that's what it is. It was They, they couldn't say MIB, but they. I became MLB. We know the truth now. I hope you all are enjoying this at least. No, not this time, Andy. Okay. Okay. Shopping family visits a couple of slips with Ted just to keep him in his place. There you go. So we've been, we're waiting for the rest of the story because I couldn't start it. 
until you came back. So welcome. Hey, Anton. Now you could have you could have kept right on going because I can hear this out your mouth anytime. No, because let me tell you, you're gonna. I you. What would happen? These guys know. These guys know how it would go. I would start telling the story, and then you would come back and start asking major questions. And well, you know, we know how major questions, anyways. <laughs> I know, but then you wouldn't let me. You know, yeah, we know how this works. Okay, so now Shut for the rest talk, of the story. Woman. Now you missed it. See, you messed it up. Now for the rest of the story. Oh God, you are not him. <laughs> I know. I know nobody can be him. In 2016, more than two decades after the Allagash abductions was in the news, I heard, I felt a bang, and I don't know if it was a door or an earthquake starting up. Sorry, guys. Um, Chuck suddenly came forward with a confession. He lied. They were all on hash. If you don't Are you know what hash serious? Yeah. <laughs> if you don't know what hash is, it's a more concentrated form of pot. Oh, no, it's it, it's a lot more hash concentrated. Has never done anything for me. Well, well, hash made me fucking pass out in my fucking neighbor's goddamn ditch in the front yard for four hours. And I only took, oh, I two, fucking, I only took two fucking hits. I was done. It's never done that for me. Yeah, well, you know, maybe you weren't smoking hash. Maybe that's what they told you you were smoking. It could be. Because you get fucked up on pot. You got so fucked up on pot. I can imagine. Ash would have probably killed you. Listen, I basically smoked a whole blunt by Uh, myself. Excuses, excuses. Don't want to hear it. Very fast. Good after this show. After this show, you're going to hot box. A cigarette, not a blunt. (laughs) It's not a blunt. I I ain't got it mixed with anything. It ain't rolling. I am not. I can't (laughs) smoke anymore. (laughs) It's a joke. Sorry, relax. I know. I am relaxed. (laughs) Oh, we From the beginning, all four friends had denied any drinking or drugs during the use of during the camping, right? But suddenly, 40 years after the fact, Chuck was saying that that was a lie. He retracted all his statements about the abduction, their recovered memories, the dreams, everything, with one exception. He maintained that they did see a UFO in Allagash, but they were all totally stoned at the time. See, hash impacts your perception of time and space, so it would explain why they were so carried away by the light in the sky which in all likelihood was just a weather balloon or military craft aircraft. Oh no, mama. They were so dis- they were so distracted, they lost track of time. And so what felt like 20 minutes was actually a few hours. However, when Chuck made these allegations, Jim, Jack, and Charlie all continued to deny any drug use. And according to an article in a local newspaper, the fiddle had focused um Oh, the fiddle and focus. Jim had his own takeaway on why Chuck was changing his story. So when the media frenzy started to wane in the 90s, Chuck apparently came to them with a plan to, quote, make a million dollars on the Allagash case, end quote. They would criticize the way the case was handled by Ray Fowler and the hypnotherapist stirring up controversy, and that would create more attention, and they could make a nice profit. 
Now the others shot him down. The friendship deteriorated and eventually they cut Chuck out of their circle entirely. And according to the other three, Chuck's suddenly, sudden confession was basically just a plot to get them back. Well, here, here's what the problem it, I have with that. If they were all smoking hash, how the hell did anybody remember the other one's dream? <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, what it seriously. ultimately comes down to is who do you trust, right? The man who admits to lying for decades and a clear motivation to change his story to three men who say they were abducted to UFOs. Which one do you believe, the three men or him? I, I think the I'm going to have to go with the three men. The easy answer is none of them. But actually, they all might be telling the truth, at least their own version of the truth. Under hypnosis, Chuck did remember being abducted in Allagash and being visited by aliens multiple times as a child, but he never um, was sure of the memories were real or he had just imagined them. Eventually, obviously, he decided on the latter. I thought hypnosis was... Okay. It was a false memory. Meanwhile, the other three believed the abduction story so fully, basically what you're saying that whether it's objectively true or not, it became true to them. It's safe to say that they weren't lying exactly, but with the evidence we have, it's, we have, it's impossible to know for sure whether it, the abduction really have happened. Please so what do you me guys what a think? False memory is. What it's is where a- your brain. Your let me explain. False memory is where if there's a gap in your memory. Your brain automatically fills it in from something else. Okay, and this is something I said. It's like maybe maybe not exactly them words, but that's what I was talking about, hypnosis. How do we know that's exactly the story? How did they all come up with the same theoretically timeline of everything that happened, but then you have one guy that says, no, we all smoked ash, we all got high. And, and he now no no we didn't but you got now you got three of them that say no and one that says yeah we did but his story still matches theirs is this a point right. to try to try to get uh, uh, another book deal and, and and collaborate to collect more money well they just wanted to be like it died down let's you know what I mean that's it that's our story we told our story that's much what we can do you know. Where he wanted to, so they say, that he allegedly wanted to make more money. That's why he, you know. Because I'm I'm telling you, if they were all smoking hash together, there's no way their stories are going to even come close to matching each other. That's one. Not only that. Oh, go ahead. That's one of that's one of them things where you get where you get a circle of twenty people and and start a sentence and watch how much it changes before it gets back to you. Right, and you get four people on on hash, it's what's going to happen. <laughs> That's right, Andy. Andy says unless an alien comes along to the TV station, gives a report, a tour of a ship, and shows the medical records of who's been abducted, no one is ever going to be able to prove their story. That's right, and that's but true. you know that's that's you know, and I've said it many times before. That's why I want these stories to be remembered. Because these people, I guarantee, these people were treated like shit. I'm not saying, I'm not going to say it. Didn't not, in the UFO com- not in the UFO com- community, but outside the community. 
You yeah, know I'm what not, I mean? Right. I'm not going to say it never happened. But that's like me. I, I, I can say, well, I was abducted. I can show you the bruise marks where I was probed right there in my leg after when I had my procedure. The truth my, comes out. He really didn't go to Anchorage. But you understand what I mean. I, I, I'm bruised. Yeah. And I'm still black and fucking blue, believe it or not. But not you got to think of the time frame, too. Now it's it's cool to say I was abducted. Because people believe you. Yeah, back then, back then. You, you you were fucking thrown in an insane asylum. <laughs> exactly. And that's why these stories are so important. Because these people get got treated like shit. They lost family. They lost friends. They lost their entire lives. And I think it's bullshit. And now the government wants to come out and say, oh, yeah, they're real. Well, at least UFOs, not aliens. But UFOs are real. Well, who the hell is flying a UFO? How many... Well, no, they can't come out until, it, you know, Slim Rick comes out on TV and says, hey, it's true. They can't say that, but, you know, or they're not going to say that. But to sit there and, you know, say now, oh, yes, there's UFOs where they've hurt the government themselves have put people into the more into mental hospitals just for saying they seem to shut them up hey Heather it's to shut them to make everybody think well we can't believe it they they they're nuts they put them in a mental hospital don't listen to what they're saying blah 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 and I think that's what 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 that angle of it is but now it's coming to the point where we're learning more and more about aliens and and how frequent they're here and you're hearing more and more people fucking of time loss. Uh, you know what I mean? Right. Well, that's the thing too. And yeah, Anton, you're right. Native Americans have had peyote. this happen after using peyote. Yeah. Um, having mutual hallucinations. Yes. I think See, the that's reason... what can I, I was going to yep, say, yep. go ahead. No, no, no. Go. I was just going to say that, that the reason that is, to me, my theory on it anyway, is because even having like my near-death experience, I felt the connective, the connectedness of everything, right? So I think like, yes, drugs will stimulate that to where you let go of your tethers, if you will. You know, for lack of a better word, your tether is off your body to keep you in this mundane world so your mind can go. You get rid of your training wheels. Right. You know, you get rid of the fears. You get rid of the, you know, well, unless you have a paranoid hit, then (laughs) you're screwed. But there's another bot. Um, I know. It just popped up. Um. You know, it lets makes you let go of that stuff. I'm not saying go out and do drugs because that's not how I do it anyway, but I'm just saying. Um, but it lets you open up that pineal gland. Yeah, you let go of control of your control, right? Your brain's control. Okay, now when Anton brought up peyote and you know, and I understand what he's saying. I I I, I totally can. Peyote in, in Native Americans, if I'm not mistaken, now correct me if I'm wrong, was never smoked unless the chief was smoking it. And the chief is the one that shared it 
with who he wanted to share it with. Now, I, I'm, like I said, I could be wrong. And now if that's right. the case and you're smoking uh, peyote together, you are under such an influence of a man that you're going to be in sync with what he says. So could you hallucinate what he's telling you? Absolutely. Could you, in your mind, be living his hallucination? So you remember that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, that's what I was bringing up. Like, like if you smoke peyote with somebody, to me, it when you do it together, I mean, I don't care what drug it is, but when you do something together, you it's almost like a bond, right? But I think because Native Americans knew how to use peyote, like, like how much to, you know, kind of like ayahuasca, you know what I mean? They know how much to get you to that level. And if you're doing it with somebody, you're going to connect in the higher, in the higher selves. So they're manipulating your memory and mind. No, you just have a shared experience. Well, you're only having a shared experience because they shared that experience with you, and now you believe you've had it too. No. When you're smoking peyote, that's what I'm talking about. No, you go in and smoke. You have a shared rea- a shared experience, and then you come out of it. Nobody talking to you, telling you shit. You just have it. When do you smoke peyote on your own? I just brought it up saying if you smoke peyote. Excuse me, I didn't mean to burp on that. Because Anton brought up Native American, and usually the only time peyote was smoked in the Native Americans is if the chief smoked it, and then the chief smoked it with who he wanted to. Because peyote is a powerful drug; it, it, it's worse than fucking pot hatch and everything else. So all I'm saying though is, is that group of people that smoked with the chief, if they're listening to the chief talk, of course I see what you're saying. You see what I mean now? What if the chief didn't talk, though, and they all had a shared experience? Well, then you're just on a common trip. I mean, but that's not going to happen. (laughs) Yes, I do believe in some way, Andy. Yes, there's a special synergy between the people using it. I I believe it could happen. I don't know. I guess it's possible, but if I that's what you're looking for, you know. Oh yeah, I'm sure it's different. Cause hash is different than pot, I can tell you that. <laughs> so, all right, to wrap up the show, I got some di- other encounters. No, we ain't done with that story, are we? Yeah, that's it. Really? We actually yeah. made it through it. We made it through it. I'm so proud. <laughs> Holy so shit, fucking 17 minutes to go. Andy, we fucking failed, dude. I was going to say knock on wood, but there was no reason to knock on wood. I was like, go me, go me. Wait a minute, go me. I, I, I didn't interrupt you as much. Well, that's true. Go, Eddie. Go, Eddie. <laughs> go us. Go us. <laughs> but yeah, that's the end. So what do you think? Do you think, I mean, who would you believe? I Listen, you know what? I like. I love the story, and I want to believe it. Damn it! The only way that you would be able to believe anybody is to actually interview all four of them by yourself. 
you right you, yeah in order to take a secondhand testimony it, 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 it's not proving anything because how do we know he was actually hypnotized because it was said by a hypnotist you know what i mean yeah but ray fowler is very prominent in the ufo community i'm not saying he's not hey, i'm not striver how many how many people are prominent in the paranel, uh, paranormal community that have, have been lately proven to be, ha, your bullshit? You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not saying he is. I don't know the guy. I don't know the four guys that 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 were subject to it. Right, but well, let me let me tell you this, okay? I will tell you this. It's a different feel with the UFO community and the paranormal community and the cryptid. There's, even though it's an umbrella of everything, like, paranormal is, I don't know. How people research things in those different, those three different subjects. Like, like, like I told you back in the day. People hated me because I, I believed in all three of them. I, I researched all three of them. And God forbid, back in the day, you didn't do that. You were either a paranormal person, a UFO person, or a cryptid. Yeah, you were one, you know one, what I mean? one, one or the one other. Or the, you, you, yeah, you can't you believe in all not, three. <laughs> how dare you? So that's why people hated me, because I loved all three. If you believe in and all three, you've got to be fake. And yeah, yeah. You know, I wanted to research all um all aspects of paranormal and spirituality thrown in there um so but it's a different even though it's basically in my world it's all been the same thing it's researched differently like ufo people will now right now ufo twitter they're going nuts um but I don't know. It's just, I don't want to say it's more professional because I think, but you have to go through it a different way when you're researching UFO research because of the fact that you have to go through so many avenues and it's more guideline now with the government. Do you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Absolutely. These son of a bitches just won't stay away. Yeah. Um. Yes, Freaky Geek. It wasn't that it was frowned. The research itself was frowned upon, but you had to be in one community or the other. It wasn't like you could be like I'm in all three communities. I you couldn't be a tornado chaser, uh, an earthquake investigator, a volcano <laughs> believer. You couldn't be all three at one time because then you're bullshit. You don't know what you're talking about. Right. Yeah, you were looked frown. You, if you're a paranormal researcher, you were frowned upon. You were looked down by the UFO community or the cryptid community, or if you're a cryptid person, you know, cryptozoology. Um, if you research that, you were looked down upon by the paranormal and the UFO and all that. It was crazy. I, I guess one of the the, the uh, problems I have in all of that whole story, which is. Trust me, fantastic. I mean, very, very informative in everything. But why now, all of a sudden, 40 years later, this guy says, nope, we are all smoking hash. And the other three are looking at him like, dude, you're fucking stupid. No, we weren't. So 
I, I yeah, I. Where, where's the truth in that? What was it? Was anybody smoking? Wasn't anybody smoking? So now that just takes the credibility of this story after forty years, and puts it on a fence. You know what I mean? Right, right. You just took your whole life after forty years of of, of people finally starting to believe you and understand. Boom. Man, if you lied to us for 40 years, how do we know you're telling the truth now? Yeah, exactly. I don't, I mean, obviously there was motive behind that. I don't know. Well, um, yeah, there was absolutely something behind it. He, he was driven. I, I have a feeling it was greed. He was driven yes. by, by so somebody. You believe that, Go ahead. So you believe the, the three saying that that's what, that's why it happened. Yeah. was because of the fact that he wanted more money and they just wanted to. But I also think that not only did he want more money, so the day, let's play this card here. He's going to come out and call that we were all on drugs. We weren't on drugs. Our price goes up. He pays us on the back door and we just stick to this story. That is right. kind of how I feel after hearing this whole goddamn story. Because why else? Would you all run out of money from, from your first story? And, and now all of a sudden, oh, yeah, we were all smoking hash. And it's weird that he just comes out and says, oh, yeah, we were smoking hash. Right. Not, that we, not that we smoked some drugs. or He flat out just gave a name. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Totally. Yes, thank you, Nicole. Yeah, absolutely, Freaky. Uh, people uh, People get drugged all the time without knowing it. He says, could they have been smoking something without even knowing it? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. But oh, Nicole, everyone that's been popping in his um Andy is is hiding them, but I'm reporting them and removing them. But thank you. It's not just a paranormal in the UK. You were either a freshwater angler or and, and you know it's, that's yeah, exactly. That's the same here, Andy. You're either a uh, somebody that can stand the winter, or you run like a bitch when it starts snowing. That and, and that's how this town is. All right. So to finish up here, let me go ahead and get this. Well, hold on. Don't we so, have any stories? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. I thought you okay. I'm sorry. sorry. So these were recently posted to move on. Um, an experiencer said this, the green glowing cylinder object followed my car all the way to our farmhouse, eight miles east um, of Chenu, Kansas. This was on August, 2018. It vanished and I didn't think anything more of it until approximately two to 3 a.m., the green light was back and was on my property. There I saw it for the next six weeks. The same light at 3 a.m. with a small dark entities walking around the property. The light would wake me up and my neighbor up at the same time every night. The small, approximately four feet tall beings would wander the property, hurt some of our cattle, and actually come into my residence four or five times. They would look around the house. My dog would interact with them, and they occasionally move things in the house. My neighbor also um, saw the small entities 
We exchanged info one day, and by chance, I was happy it wasn't just me seeing these, which I can understand. You know what I mean? That validation. Like, am I just going nuts? They said that they stayed for five to six weeks and then left. We found various strange-looking imprints in the ground <laughs> all over the property. They were on 50 acres, and we had a few mysterious cattle deaths. He said, I'm not a rancher. But my neighbor is, and is very educated in the various ways cattle die, and he hadn't seen anything like that before. However, they were not harmful to the humans at any time. It felt like being in a long-term study project, and once the research was finished, they just left. Hmm. Bye. <laughs> yeah, that's weird, right? Have a good day. Thank you for the hospitality. We're out. <laughs> Are you all right? Thank you, Anton. Yeah, sorry, I was reading comments. Sorry. Oh, when he uh, when he said "nice show." Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I, I don't yeah, think he realized. I don't think he realized yeah. we weren't quite done yet. <laughs> right. Well, that's okay. He he also said UFO should exist based on our knowledge of the universe more and more physics scientists and, into believing in god we know so little about our world that's true who's the one that said that anton and that's why i said anton ufos are here and, and the government is is just starting to tell us because they know we're not we're, we're not as blind as we used to be <laughs> That's why everybody's every household should have a twelve gauge shotgun. Uh, excuse me, but give me a twenty gauge with a uh, uh, a number twelve shell will work. <laughs> right. I saw that, Andy. Thank you so much for your donation, hon. You didn't have to do that. You You're guys are amazing. You're an asshole. I said amazing. He said an asshole. An amazing so there asshole. You go. An amazing asshole. <laughs> you know, we love you guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. We appreciate that. I told you, you ain't got to say the we. Everybody's starting to understand when you say I, you mean we. Right. So, if, let's see. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, I was going to say back in, back in 2011 <laughs> in San Antonio, Texas, way before I was familiar with the reptilian stuff, I had the strangest moment ever with a girl I'd shut up, Andy, with a girl I'd hit off with in a bar. That's and funny, Andy. She tells you to shut up, but she fucking completely forgot me in her mind because I could have attacked that just to say. <laughs> the whole encounter was completely unusual. Firstly, we spoken to each other outside while having a cigarette and got on so well that we had an, at least an hour and a half had gone by. And yet it felt like just a minute, quite literally. Um, I remember throwing her a curious look as to say, have we met before? The rapport, the chemistry was so instantaneous and natural. Then we were inside the pub sitting down with our friends and she was speaking to someone and I called her name. She turned to me and honestly, it threw me straight back into my chair. I literally recoiled from the energy and intensity which came from her look. It was like nothing I've never I've ever experienced before. Her eyes seemed twice as large, like she was opposite the, from the table 
like she was opposite the table from me, leaning towards me, and at the same time I described her eyes to my friends as huge and watery. Now, I would describe them more accurately as reptilian, as I was. it was such an intense look that seemed to go straight through me and swallow me whole. Who knows? Maybe it was something and maybe it was nothing, but sometimes I wonder. All I can say is that it is... It weirded me out so much that despite our chemistry, I did not ask for her number. DB. Now, what did, uh, what did the initials DB stand for? Or doesn't it say? It, uh, that's DB. That's the person's name. That's the person's initials. They don't give their oh, full name. That's exactly what I was. I just asked you. What does oh. DB stand for? <laughs> Or was that just her initials? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. You know, Freaky Geek, uh, you know, I I used to think the same thing, but. Yes, I love that show. She talks to Dave, but she doesn't swing that way. (laughs) That show, V, I I love the old version of it. I didn't like the new one. But I like the old, I used to love that show. Oh, Andy's asking, is that D.B. Cooper? No. No. Ain't D.B. <laughs> Cooper the one that, that, that robbed that place and then jumped out of a fucking airplane somewhere in the desert? And he then they found rob the place? Yeah, he, he was the one that they found fucking dead. And one guy found him dead in a mine or in a, in somewhere in a cave. Where the hell did you hear that? I got, I got to go back and, and look because I believe that's that's a story of D.B. Cooper. I, I got to go back and look, but I, I believe I'm right. <laughs> fucking see, laugh at me. And I, and I don't laugh at you when, when I can prove you fucking no, wrong. I just, like, I'm trying to figure out what stories you've not mashed together. I didn't Who the hell did you. they find in a cave? Why am I being sent this? What happened? What'd you do? I didn't do anything. I'm fine. What happened? I Well, I just got a message, and it was like, I don't understand why I'm getting the message, because everything's taken care of. Oh, okay. So the last story I have for today is I am a truck driver. No, it had nothing to do with without a paddle. That was a good fucking movie, though. That is a good movie. I was heading from Cleveland, Ohio to Columbus, Ohio, which is normal a normal run for me. Everything happened right in front of me, so I was able to see everything perfectly. On 8-10-2016, at 10.30 p.m., I noticed a few planes crossing paths in front of me. I also noticed something weird to my left. There was a star cluster with tons of stars, and some stars were moving in circles among the other stars. As I got weirded out by that, I called my buddy who was parked nearby at a truck stop to witness what I was seeing. As weird as it sounds, he saw it too. What caught my eye was when one flying object crossed from left to right in the sky in front of me, and all of a sudden it stopped by the moon and shot a green light halfway down the sky, in a second time, to- second of a time, it disappeared. Craziest shit I've ever seen. After that incident, I've been crazy fascinated with UFOs and aliens. 
So eventually I studied about it all, studied about all of it now. And now I have the knowledge and the ability to make such activities happen using my mind. Okay, stop. Hold on. You taught me how to use Google, correct? Yes. Okay, it says one of the main suspects in the infamous unsolved hijacking of a flight from Portland to Seattle 50 years ago, carried out by the mysterious D.B. Cooper, died in California, apparently just recently. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, everything's saying he just died. Sorry. One of the suspects. The one that they believe is 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 DB Cooper, yeah, yes. Right. But I told you there was a plane involved. I, I told you that part, and you laugh like no, there is yeah. no, no, no. I didn't laugh at the plane part. Oh. I know that there's a plane. He didn't rob a place, he had them drop off money at the I know about DB Cooper. I thought he jumped he out did, of a plane and, and ended did, up in a fucking mine. No, I don't know where the mine comes in. I'm trying to figure out where you... He fell through a fucking a, a, a trap thing over the ground. That's just... I've never, ever heard of that. I, that's ever. a story I heard. And My I God, am I, I, are we in a different timeline? <laughs> What's I, going I, on I think here? I've actually read it one time. I've okay, never, ever sorry, heard Sorry, go that. ahead on with your story. I'm, I, I, apologize. I just wanted to know. I, I just wanted to make myself feel better knowing that there was a motherfucking plane involved, and I knew that. Yes, there was a plane involved. You're yes. right about that. Yes. And apparently, well, according to that, that uh, uh, yes, a shaft. And a mine shaft? And according to what I just read, he was on that plane. Is that the story of without a paddle? No, not that I know of. <laughs> no, no. And imagine that, though. That story came out after D.B. Cooper. So, huh, is that based on a true story then? Or are they trying to uh, 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 make D.B. Cooper's life like that story? I don't know. You see what I mean? D.B. Cooper happened long before that. So, was that based off a true story? Oh, here we go again. So, the last, so... After the incident, as well as I've seen more clear visuals and encounters that are exactly said or described by videos documented by people, what's going on? And that was from MUFON. MUFON knows what he's doing, though, and he knows what he's talking about. Yes, I know D.B. Cooper was a real person. MUFON is the mutual UFO network, honey. Not a person. Well, it might as well be because they work in unison. Well, true. <laughs> and with that, that concludes today's nope. show. I hope nope. you enjoyed it. No, nope. keep going. Freaky Geek wanted to hear my story that I was supposed to do months ago. We can't do that now. Do that, you still have that? <laughs> actually, believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> I still have it on my bookmark. Do it you? says Tuesday show. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. Yeah, I still have it. I never removed it, probably because I don't know fucking how to remove it. <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> so, 
Even if I do that show, it'll be there for years after I read it. Right. Ah, freaky. A lot of us are faster than you think. <laughs> freaky thought we all missed that part. <laughs> so that concludes today's show. As I go ahead and run the credits. Maybe. Okay, there we go. Let's see if she speaks these credits. Why? What? What did I pick? Well, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, I'll, okay. let you know. I'll let you know. I'm scared now. Yeah, you better be. <laughs> A special thank you to everybody who's written the stories. DB for sharing their story. We got to um, change Eli as soon as I get his information. He's not Eli fam anymore. Uh, oh, that's I, true. Yeah, his stuff got hacked. Um, I thank you for sharing your stories. If you would like to tell your story, no matter how big or small, you can do so at shadowsofthemoon.net forward slash podcast, where you can either write me or leave a voicemail, or even better, head over to the forum boards at shadowsofthemoon.net forward slash forum to leave your story there so we can all chat about it. Um, Tomorrow's show is, of course, Thriller Thursdays, and it's all about legends and lore. And I hope you tune in. Again, thank you so much for listening. And remember, find something today to smile with your eyes. Now, I do want to say a special thank you to Andy for donating. Thank you, guys. You guys are just amazing. Thank you all for being here. I'm done. Hold on. I'm switching over. Give me a second. (laughs) No. I'm breaking. Go ahead. You're rude? <laughs> no, you're rude. You don't remove me from the credits. You're rude. I did not remove you from the credits. I'm not in the credits. Are you... I, I just sat there and watched them. <laughs> so don't, don't tell me I'm rude. God damn it, you fucking wife of mine, son of a bitch. Sorry, guys. I got to watch the credits now. Uh-huh. Here's followers. All right. Now, here you go. Thank you to all my mods. Hey, here Thank we go. Thank you, host 0312. For you guys are all following. fantastic. <laughs> Thank you, everybody that came in and followed and, and shared out. And you guys. With, with this being my wife, I got to give her hell. Look oh, at that. Where, 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 where's my name? Uh, I, I don't see it anywhere up there. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Think I don't pay attention, huh? But restream bots there. She said, she said. Oh. <laughs> Andy said, my mate restream bot better be there. <laughs> I'm all good. It was just like, I'm, I'm watching this and I'm like, well, fuck. All right. My name, I'm co-hosting this shit. My name ain't even on there. <laughs> And I had it up there. You guys saw it before, right? It, I was. It, freaky geek, it was. I'm just giving her a hard time. And was I think I might, even the first. Yes, I, I was actually the first person because I think you had it as co-host. But I, I think maybe when you had to change domains and everything, oh, it might have not have carried over. That could Does be. that make sense? That's, yeah. I'm not mad about it. I just thought it was funny. I'm sitting here like, holy shit. Fuck and you me. know what? You know what the thing of it is, too? Oh, yeah. It could have been a Mandela moment, Andy. Fluky wants much. a cookie. You know what? 
now I want to know, was my name on your other domain or is it a Mandela effect? Was it another timeline? It was another timeline. Why not? If you guys watch what's going on, listen, I watch everything that's going on. And we've had a major core matrix effect going around. And I'm what's watching gone? little things like this. No, 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 no. I, I'll i have to show you one time what I'm talking about. But I follow some people. that does, And I've been watching to see what's been going on, like funky things that are happening that shouldn't be happening and like the reality of maybe we have gone into a different timeline because little certain things, it's not a big change. You know what I mean? But just little minute, little changes. But if you think about it, you're going to say that we do are, we are in a different timeline. Every time the earth rotates around, we slide a little closer in, which is going to put us in a different timeline. Right or wrong. Eddie the Real Missy is working in the hotel. This one is a visitor from another realm. Well, I don't know if I like this one better than the other one. Or <laughs> to me, they're both pretty fantastic. So, oh, I'll just mash them that together. Is a weird picture. Nicole. What picture? Over on D Live, that is very strange. What the hell is that? I don't have D Live, so I have no idea what you're talking about. Now she's flame throwing. That I see. Are you talking about her with the? It looks like a fucking beret on. No, here I'll show you. Hold on. This is very weird. I don't know why it just cuts me. I don't know what it. uh, I don't know why it is messing with me, but. I don't like it. It scares me a little bit. Hold on. No, you're good, Mama Cash. You, you, you're just in time to say goodbye. Hey, actually, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, is that that? Is that that fucking shit where they're upside down? That's the fucking chin. I don't know what that is. But That's what freaky. that looks like. <laughs> I mean, that it's not like, freaky. He doesn't look like that. I don't think. But that's I mean, what that looks like. Somebody did a fucking thing with the upside down chin. Yeah, that's kind of fucked up. <laughs> that's creepy. <laughs> All right, guys. It is that time. I fucked everything up for you guys. Oh, I'm sorry. Fre- no, you know he didn't. Freaky did it. Was talking about the other one. I was talking about that one. Are you still giving out? What's he talking about? The flamethrower? No, he's talking about the bear with the heart. It's doing oh. a heart. It's blowing on the window. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. I, yeah. I've seen that one. <laughs> um, you still giving out lemons, or, or are we on a different format in that now? No, I can give out lemons. I'm not saying you have. I'm, I don't know where your show is anymore. I don't know where my show is anymore. This is true. You guys got to remind me, man. What can I say? You're all welcome, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making her pass out lemons for those that are still here. Congratulations. <laughs> Hold on a second. Okay. Here we go. 
Oh, Freaky Geek. I forgot how to. I forgot how to do lemon. Freaky Geek says I only knit socks and sweaters, no suits. Well, then shit, just make a fucking onesie. <laughs> Attach the socks to the sweaters all in one motion and make a onesie. Dude. No, Heather, she's trying to figure out how to, she can't remember how to, how to do it. Lemons. I forgot how to do lemons. No, she can't remember how to do it. <laughs> I don't, Dude, I don't mean to laugh at you, but. Holy shit. You Heather. You haven't done a show. Oh, you can't. Oh, no. chest isn't working right now. Thank God. I thought I was going nuts. Damn it, Heather. <laughs> I was like, how the fuck do you get my lemons? <laughs> I don't like Heather no more. I was like, yeah. I, I believe yeah, it's, it's the only place that works, Heather. So nice try. But that's a no, good it's not up. working. That's why I couldn't remember how to do lemons. I, I because well, the chest God. isn't there for me to press on. I know it. I'm fucking around with Heather because oh. she says it's not working on D-Live right now. And I'm like, ain't that the only fucking platform it works on? So oh my don't God. say it's How not we... working on D-Live because it ain't going on any other freaking platform. Well, I was looking at the platform and I'm like, okay, I know there's something that I'm supposed to press. What the hell am I supposed to press? And I'm like looking through all the, you know, the Ninja Jet and the DJ. I'm like, I know it's not that. What am I supposed to? I couldn't remember that there was a trust or a chest. Oh, D Live disabled it. Well, they're rude for now. Yeah, they, that is rude. No, I know there's a lot of shit going on on D Live. You know, I'm sorry. It, I, I need to get a haircut. I'm starting to look like Walter from fucking Jeff Dunham. My eyebrows are, anyways. I've never seen somebody so worried about his freaking eyebrows. They're fucking my that my fucking eyebrows grow so fast and so thick. It's not look, I'm almost a fucking unibrow. <laughs> oh, okay, but they're working on it. Okay. Sounds All right. good. All right. So well, for tomorrow, now y'all get virtual no lemons. lemons. Virtual no lemons? Is that what we'll you said? You five, we'll give you five apiece. just pretend all right guys we love you tomorrow of course i'm I'm gonna do a show tomorrow some uh shit when the fuck am i gonna hear this shit Uh, tomorrow morning but that's when you usually find out (laughs) i'm gonna walk in in from work and she's gonna be like let's have a cigarette oh by the way i'm doing a show okay (laughs) <laughs> his ass brow I want to know how you she have an ass brow that. I don't know Annie knows more about you than I do that was from Nicole oh that was Nicole yeah I want to know how <laughs> oh, she knows Andy, Andy has an ass brow I'm so confused I'm, I don't know <laughs> you talking right. about my ass brow his ass brow our ass brow <laughs> I know we're oh, like twins and shit, but fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Who gave whose? We're no. not identical twins. He's older than me. All right. All right. Remember, we'll get, everybody. We'll get through these closing statements, I swear to we God. Will, you, we will. <laughs> Somewhat. Go check out shadowsofthemoon.net. 
It's the same website, just different domain. We love you guys. I hope you come back. I hope you enjoyed today's show. They're not going to come back you. if Andy's farting a lot. Yeah, no, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, okay. <laughs> With that being said, we love each and every one of you. Thanks for coming out and hanging out. I hope you enjoyed today's show. I hope you'll come back tomorrow and talk some legends and lore. I'm, no, I'm not sure what we're talking about, but I'm sure I'll find something. I'll know five minutes before the show starts. Don't worry, guys. That's right. He'll fill you in. <laughs> I won't All be right. able to fill you in. <laughs> All right, guys. Love you. And uh, remember, find something today that makes you smile with your eyes. Mm-hmm. Love you guys. Bye. Love you guys a whole lot.